New year, new me, yeah. Whew. Do I look better this week? <laughs> Do I look thinner? I've lost 300 grams now. <laughs> That's because I didn't drink anything. Um, <laughs> went to the sauna. That means stepped outside at home. Um, this morning, I, I've been really struck by something that has actually been pretty helpful to myself as well, um, which is good. It's, it's funny. Imagine the Word of God being helpful to me. Um, the pastor who has this close relationship with God, closer than anyone else, not true. It's definitely not true. <laughs> the Word of God is alive and powerful, and so when we engage with it, no matter where we are in our Christian walk, you will find that your heart just gets stirred and, and it gets convicted and it gets excited and it gets encouraged about what God does and I just love that. It's, it's such a pleasure that we have that we can enter into the Word of God. So this week I was um, sitting at home pondering at my table and I said to Joe, what, what makes people want to praise God? Like, how do you get a heart of praise? How to develop it? And... I didn't get an answer. <laughs> Can anyone tell me? No. Um, that wasn't my message for today. But it was something I was thinking about that linked me into um, what I believe God wanted me to share this morning, that that was all about brokenheartedness. All right? So because a few weeks ago, I don't know if you remember, we, we uh, looked at a passage and when Jesus stood up in front of you know, in, in, in the place of reading the book of the law, or, you know, the, the Bible, basically back then at the synagogue, he, he got up and he said, you know, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me for certain things. And one of those works was to bind the brokenhearted. And I was, I was thinking about that because, you know, I, I 100% believe in God wanting to heal us, soul, spirit, body, every part of us make us whole but I don't think I've often thought about the brokenheartedness of our life and you know I don't know if you've noticed that this is a heartbreaking world that we live in has anyone ever noticed that that there's so many things in this life that that we face the you know whether it's through our own choices um whether it's a result of, of sin or the ravages of sin in our life before we know Christ or the sin that we commit after we know Christ or whether it's a death that's broken our heart, whether it's a relationship that has broken our heart, whether, you know, as I was thinking about the broken heart in my life, is it from people that you thought were close that have hurt you? Is it from um, family moving away, like... And I was talking to Joe about that, and I was like, you know, the funny thing about family, we have our kids, you know, we have this dream together, me and Joe get married, and we want to have a family, and, and, and we have our kids, and we're like, oh, this is so awesome, they're there, we're, we're in proximity, we're loving one another, and then the little rats decide to leave Darwin, <laughs> you know, and it's like, come on, man, like, you've just ruined my dream, <laughs> You've broken my heart. But, but as I was thinking about it, because I said to Joe, you know what, I actually do think there's so many things in my life that I never realised where my heart was actually broken. Where there'd been these schisms in my heart that, that if I'd actually thought about it, 
I needed healing from. Where there was a betrayal or where, where you know, someone said unkind words that actually really struck home, whether, whatever it might be, but it could just be a circumstance, like I said, a death in the family, all these sorts of stuff that, that impact us in this great way that actually hurts us, that, that breaks our heart. The things that, the dreams that we had that never came to pass, you know, the, the desires that we had that we thought would be fulfilled and they never did. And, and it's, it's a world that just seems to break your heart all the time. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. So I wanted to look at, you know, how those words, or is it right that Jesus heals the brokenhearted? And can I actually grab hold of that? I love what Lauren said this morning. Suppose we actually believed the sales pitch <laughs> of, of Jesus, of God. And we know it's not a sales pitch. But with the childlike eyes, like Jesus said, you know, unless you're like a little kid, you'll never see the kingdom of God. And it is almost like we have to go back to, I actually believe what you say is true, God. I actually believe that, that Jesus, part of your mission was to heal the brokenhearted. That this wasn't something that, that he, you know, added on to, you know, the things that he does. But it was a central part of his mission. As he, as he spoke about it, he said, you know, one of the things that God has sent me to do is to heal the brokenhearted. And I wonder, even us here, sitting here today, have ever really pondered upon that, that there's this healing available to us because there's so many things in your life where you're heartbroken. But there's actually healing by Christ, through Christ, from Christ for those things if you want to take advantage of it. So I was brought to this place when I was studying this out, just thinking, I need this healing. There's things in my life when, when, where something's happened and I need to be healed. I need the touch of my Lord and Saviour to bind back a tender heart that had been broken, wherever it was. And hearts can be broken through the greatest of calamities or they could be little things that happen in your life. But Psalm 34, which we're not bringing up, talks about it and it says that, that he is close. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. I love that. That, that he wants to be close to us, that, that even when those things happen, we can often think that God is far away. We, we've got broken hearts and wounded spirits and we're like, where is God? Where is he? But we don't really understand and believe that God, through all those times, wants to draw close to us, those of us with broken hearts, and he wants to heal what has been broken and make us whole. And I think, like, as the, the psalm we look at starts off, Psalm 147 that we're going to look at, it starts off with this cry of praise to God and, and, and I've got no doubt that that comes because someone who's had their heart broken has had it healed as we, as we work through the next few verses of that passage in Psalm 147 that there's no doubt that 
that from this heart that was broken, that is now healed, there was this, this voice of praise. And I don't think that the church would ever be so strong in praise or enthusiasm in praise as when it's full of people with broken hearts that have been healed by God. Those hearts that were broken, that have experienced the hands of a healer, and perhaps that's sometimes why worship is not as excited and, and fervent as it should be because people forget what God has done for them or they haven't come from a place of brokenness and seeing the touch of Christ. Or perhaps they're still living in that brokenness and never had the hands of the healer massaging that heart. So let's look at Psalm 147 and we're going to start at verse 1 and go to verse 5. How good to sing praises to our God how delightful and fitting. The Lord is rebuilding Jerusalem and bringing exiles back to Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. He counts the stars and calls them all by name. How great is our Lord. His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. So the verse, obviously, that I'm going to be concentrating on is that he heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. However, if we look at that verse before, it talks about bringing them back, bringing people back. It's amazing that, that God wants to take those things that are broken, the, the, the people that are, have been exiled, that have been neglected, and bring them into healing. And also the verse after that verse talks about how God is so powerful, he counts the stars, he calls them by name, that, that, that this God who heals the brokenhearted is an amazing, powerful God that has nothing too hard for him. In fact, if we look around, we, we, we see the stars, we see creation, and we could say, wow, look how wonderful God is. Look how big he is. Look how amazing he is. He created the world, the, the universe. He flung the stars into place, and he knows each one by name. When we start to think about the greatness of God and how he wants to rescue those that have been rejected, the ones that are broken, the ones that are exiled, and bring them back to himself, we have this amazing point where God is so powerful and so loving that he wants to restore life to each and every person that is here today. That he wants to heal those who are broken in heart. Where is it that you are broken? Who should come to him? Because I really believe that, that our healing comes when we come to him. So many times in the scriptures when, when you see Jesus walking down the street and healing people, how many people came and said, Jesus, heal me? There's this desperation to find healing at the hands of Jesus Christ. And when we read this scripture, it's not a spiritual application. It's not just, you know, spiritually you'll be healed. It doesn't say that. Let's not put that on it. This is saying those of us who have a broken heart, God wants to heal it. And there are so many sorts of broken hearts, as I said. But Jesus is good at healing them all. Jesus is good at healing them all. There's sorrows, there's disappointments, there's bereavements. 
There's a sorrow for sin when, when we've been walking a life away from Jesus Christ, when we have never known him. There's this deep sorrow that sometimes rests on people that, that their heart just is not free, that it needs that freeing. And it needs to be lifted off that weight of sin on their life. It's a special touch of Jesus Christ for that person. Today, maybe even you're here and you feel the weight of that sin on your life. Jesus wants to take it off. As Lauren was talking about that cross, that is the way that, that Jesus died for your sin. And while we tend to seek cheerful and happy people, Jesus wants to heal the most broken. You know what it's like sometimes, don't you? When, when you're actually trying to help someone, when you're trying to give them wisdom, where you're trying to, to give something to broken-hearted people, sometimes they just walk away. And it doesn't matter how great you've been, how wonderful your wisdom there's no healing that takes place. There might be some great advice, there might be some good you know, ways of doing things, but in all reality, guys, if you want to be healed, there's only one real place to go. And this is one of the problems, that often we try to fix these things ourselves, we try to do it with our own works, our own wisdom, our own ways. We, we, we think we can heal a broken heart, but we can't. This is a work of the Spirit of God that only the Spirit of God can do. And so we are asked to call upon his name to seek him and seek his face, that, that we personally would make this or give attention to bring ourselves to Christ. Because whatever it is in your life this morning where there's a heartache, people cannot fix it. But he can. Jesus can. There, and broken people, so often what we see when we've got a broken heart is we hide in the shadows, we walk away from, from life, we, we try to make ourselves invisible a little bit or, or we tend to react to other people and, and our reactions to them are not loving and kind but they're tainted by the broken heart. It takes great wisdom. It takes great wisdom to heal a broken heart. Isn't that exactly what Lauren was talking about this morning, the, the counsellor, the wise counsellor? A divine work of the Holy Spirit is what's needed. So if that's you today, if, if your heart has been broken, let me urge you, come, come to the great physician, to Jesus. Jesus is the great physician. As I said already, he is anointed for the work. The work that he was meant to do was partly that, to heal the brokenhearted. Why, why, why can we trust this? As I said, number one, he was already anointed for that work. This was part of the mission. He has an anointing to be able to do that on your life. What is an anointing? It means a power from the Holy Spirit to do that. He was sent on the mission to heal the brokenhearted. And not only that, Christ himself had his heart broken. He is not someone who doesn't understand your peril. 
He's not someone who doesn't understand your broken heart. In fact, if you look at Jesus' life, he was probably one of the most betrayed people that you've ever seen. The most unloved, the most viciously attacked, the one who when he went to the cross, it felt as though his father wasn't there with him. And his heart was broken. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Of course he hadn't. Jesus is not a doctor who's experimenting on us. He is not a doctor who doesn't know the answer, that, that, that when you come to him, he's like, well, let me try this, let me try that, let me try this, let's see what works. Jesus has been doing it for a very long time. Jesus has been taking sinners and turning them to saints for thousands of years now. Jesus has been taking those who are sick and healing them, those with a broken heart and healing that heart. Those whose wounds are open, bandaging them so that, that nothing further can penetrate in and, and, and infection can take place and it could destroy your very soul. There's not a sinner in this place who could say that there was not a worse sinner than them that was saved. There's not someone more depressed than you are that has, has had God's joy brought to them. There's not someone who is so down and out that there wasn't someone more downer and outer than you, <laughs> that Jesus has got hold of and he wants you just as you are are you here today poor are you here despondent are you here doubting are you here desolate are you here discontent today are you sitting here as a son of sorrow a daughter of grief that that something's grabbed your heart that needs a release consider jesus Trust him now. You see, his own flesh and blood was the medicine. When Jesus went to the cross, he took our sickness, he took our disease, he took our sorrow, he took our grief. And preciously, by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. That the very medicine we need is not something physical, not something that we can ingest, but something that works on the heart inside of us, the Holy Spirit, his anointing, his power working within us. That's what we need. That's the medicine. You see, we can try so many other things, but it's when we come to Christ that we are made free and we are made free indeed. Consider him. Trust him now. He took the judgment. His very blood was spilt and, and even on our wounds, that blood and he's wrapped his sacrifice around it that, that would keep us clean, that would keep us pure, that could make us whole. Trust God. I can honestly say that there's times when I've tried to help people and failed. But he is the source, and he knows the source of our pain. He knows what really needs healing inside of us. He is efficient. And he's constant. Imagine a doctor who, 
<laughs> it was out there that had, there was a sign up, 100% cure. 100% cure. For whatever ailment it might be, there's this sign up, 100% cure, and it was found to be true. Do you think you could get an appointment with that guy? That's what it is with Jesus. 100% of the time, he knows what's needed to heal you. And if you've got a broken heart today, be glad. Be glad because today you have Christ and you can come to him anytime you want and he can heal you. What is it? What is it that's hurting you inside right now? I want you to really think about it and just reflect on that for a moment. Today, how do you get this healing? Firstly, you go to him by prayer. Bring it to him. Tell him what you want. I say there's a couple of things as I was, like I said, as I was looking at this and reading the scripture and I was like, God, my heart's broken in this place. Can you heal me? And honestly, I felt so much better afterwards. Like, literally there's something that day that was just gripping my heart. And after I came to him, and said, I need this healed. I felt such a different difference. Go to the Lord, tell him what you want. Where, where is it? Be, be open with God. Just say, look, I, I'm hurting in this spot. Can you help me heal this broken heart? Add your faith to it. Believe what he says is true. Go with your broken heart. Believe that he can heal you. Tell others about him and praise him for what he does in your life because I guarantee you that if you come to him humbly, knowing that you have no answers, but he is the answer, he will meet you. He will heal you. If you can trust him, if you can have faith in him, he will turn your life around. And and when you are praising him, remember this, that this is the joy and delight that a Christian has, that they are able to come into his presence and recognise his greatness, to praise him, thank him for what he's done. And it's funny how, how there's some people that say, you know, I just don't sing. But they've got an awfully loud voice that can complain, that can grumble at their wife, that can find fault with things, that can make a household unhappy with their endless speeches that bring a house down. Why don't you use your voice to praise him instead? I was thinking about this and I was like, what if every time I started to complain? Now, I'm not saying that we can't talk about things that are bothering us, right? But when it's just a whinge. Right, when I'm just complaining about things, complaining about people, complaining about life, complaining about whatever it might be. What if as I started complaining, I was reminded, why don't you use that breath to praise God? <laughs> I was like, I know, maybe I'll be praising God more. 
I love God, I praise him a lot, but I was just thinking about it, how, how often people that, that say, oh, I just can't sing, I can't praise, where's your heart? Where's your heart in that? That's a broken heart too. A heart that cannot fully praise God is broken in some way because it hasn't recognised the greatness of what he has done. There's something, when you grab hold of who God is, how beautiful he is, the amazing things he's done for you, I mean, even just that one thing, if God did nothing else for us than send Jesus Christ to die on the cross so that we could be saved from sin, that we could have eternal life, even if it was that only one thing, that was the only benefit of salvation, which it isn't, doesn't that in itself deserve endless praise from us? But God wants to go so much further than that. He wants you to be healed. He wants you to be set free. He wants you to live a, a happy life, a, a life that is one that is not filled with the thief, who steals, kills and destroys, but one who's filled with the giver of life, Jesus Christ, who said, I've come to give life and life more abundantly. Have you got a broken heart this morning? I want you to be free. I want you to be free. And so as we, as I'm wrapping up right now, we're going we're gonna to enter into a point of praise in a second, right? When the music team comes up. Where's your heart broken this morning? Is it, I mean, it's probably a thousand places to be honest. Is there someone who's betrayed you, broken your heart? Is there a relationship where your heart feels broken and you need mending? Is there a loss in your life of a person that you love that you just cannot get over, that your heart has put you in a dark place? Is there a sin that causes you to crumble? And every time you think about it, you're living in regret and your heart just never is free. What I'd love you to do this morning, I'm not going to ask for people to come up the front this morning to get prayed for. I want you to just spend some time with God in worship at the, at the end of this service. Where's your heart broken? Offer your heart to him. Ask him for what you need, where you need healing. Is there a mum or dad that's run off when you're a kid? Is there a divorce in your family that's broken your heart? You know what it is. This morning, what I'm just wanting you to do, because it will bring you freedom, is to bring it to God. Like I said, Jesus has been doing this for a very, very long time. He's efficient. He's constant. He wants to do it every single day. And like I said, this world likes to break hearts. It's a heartbreaking world. But as much as this world loves breaking hearts, Jesus loves binding them together. 
Can we have our worship team up, please? Let's take a little bit of time, think about areas that your heart's been broken. And when we sing today, what I want you to do is offer that to Christ. Say, come and heal me. Come and heal me. Heal my broken heart today. Does it make all things right? No, you can't change the past. But what you can have is the presence of a God who says he is close to the brokenhearted.